my final show before the NBA draft. So we dig into all the questions that must be answered, plus some rumors about the Utah Jazz. It's next on Locked on Jazz. You are Locked on Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, I am David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider, and this is Locked on Jazz. Today is my final show before I leave for about 10 days. Leaf Tulane will take over and do a great job taking you to the draft. So I'm going to answer one and final time all the big picture questions. Will the Jazz move up? Who do I like the most? What? Uh, who are the players I'm most intrigued by? Who do I think is biggest guarantee what's my guess on what Danny Ainge does do the jazz go point guard at nine or wait till 16 all of those items we will touch on on today's show plus some of the latest jazz rumors and more as I mentioned I'm David Locke radio voice of the Utah Jazz Jazz NBA insider this is your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz giving you insight expertise geeky numbers and hopefully making it way better to be a jazz fan each and every day we are free and available on all podcasting apps, as well as on YouTube. Conversation yesterday about the numbers was outstanding. I got a bunch of emails. I'm just loaded with stuff, so I'll see if I can get to some of it. It was interesting. A lot of people wanted to refute the numbers to not believe that this draft could be maybe not great. There really been no draft in the history of the NBA that's ever been so the kind of the level that people are saying at times this one is. So that was a little bit of my point. Um, but I'll get to them. It's a great conversation. I uh, love some of the thoughts on like who were the guarantees and who weren't. Uh, you guys were fabulous uh, on that as you, as you always are. Uh, th- big shout out to the everydayers that are out there. Join us each and every day, Monday through Friday and are part of the show um, and do just, you know, are just the core of who we are and what this uh, show is built. So I could not thank you all enough uh, for all that. All right, let's get to the show. Today's show is brought to you by game time. Game time is the get the app, create an account, use the promo code locked on NBA for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, Rafael Barlow, locked on NBA big board, reporting a few things involving the Jazz. One, that Kaysen Wallace and Keontae George, who grew up together in Dallas, will both be working out for the Utah Jazz. Uh, either has already happened, he reported a day or two ago, um, or is in the upcoming days. He also reported that he has numerous people saying the Jazz are trying to combine the 16th and the 28th pick to move up in the draft to address their guard need. Um, he said the players the Jazz reported like, Bilali Kulabai of France, as well as Keontae George with their second pick. Um, however, George may not be there at 16, and so they would have to possibly move up on that. One of the things uh, he also reports is that Keontae George is one of the prospects moving their way up it's interesting i can kind of see this watching Keontae george um back in the lottery discussion one scout told rafael barlow he couldn't see george dropping under 13 in the nba draft one of the hottest guys out there is Derek lively which is super interesting because we have just dismissed the idea that you ever would take a center because we have walker kessler what happens if you think Derek lively is better than walker kessler would you take him it's an interesting little discussion. Like you're still just trying to get better. Um, and Lively's gotten hot uh, right now. Um, so that's kind of an interesting um, 
kind of situation to keep an eye on uh, there. Those are some of the latest rumors. Uh, Sam Vecini, I want to give him a shout out. Uh, he works for The Athletic. He does great work. He puts together the most extensive, incredible, like 180-page NBA draft board. 1,300 words. It's just incredible. Um, I've just downloaded it. I'm flying to Europe today. I will be reading it for much of the flight. He's just incredible. I also just love the way he does it. He breaks it up into projectable all-star, all-NBA, projectable all-star update, high leverage starters, starters and all-star tool swings, then rotation players, and then second round guaranteed swings. It's just a really nice way to break it up. And he doesn't follow chalk. So just to share a little bit, I don't want to ruin his work, but many of you may not have an athletic subscription. He obviously has, you know, the first tier is Victor. Like he's his own tier on his own level. Uh, absolutely amazing. Second tier, projectable all NBA upside. He has Scoot Henderson. The reports that are out there that there are just some GMs. David Griffin in New Orleans just loves Scoot Henderson. Some others just think the world of him. The trade rumors are crazy right now with Bradley Beal and Zion Williamson and maybe Brandon Ingram for the first or second pick. Uh, but he has Scoot Henderson. He has Cam Whitmore. And he has Brandon Miller. I I have to really, and then he has Amon Thompson. Um, Amon Thompson, the shooting is the issue, 25% from three with overtime elite, but he's, you know, and then playing in those kind of rickety gyms against rickety players. Um, it's a little hard to project. It's also hard. Um, but I mean, this is a guy who the athleticism is real. The Thompson's uncle was a Jamaican hurdleist in the Olympics. Like the genetics are there. The bodies are amazing. Um, it does seem... Like everything's probably coming together there. They seem great, by the way. The kid, the twins seem like they're just awesome kids in all the interviews I've ever seen as well. Super important um, there. Then on high level leverage starters. So um, he has Jerese Walker, which is really interesting to me. I watched him again last night. Taylor Hendricks and Anthony Black. Those are three really. And then Asur Thompson, he has as well at that level. That's a really interesting grouping to me. Like we talked about yesterday, like people have to bust just kind of that's the reality. They don't have to, but that's the reality. And the high leverage starters that Sam has super interesting. I'll, I'm going to talk more about Jerese Walker in a little bit. Taylor Hendricks. Taylor Hendricks is interesting because as someone pointed out to me, he's just never been the man. And so what do you think he's going to be? He's a late bloomer. Like, was he just totally a late bloomer? Um, he, you know, uh, he committed to UCF, um, didn't, you know, didn't do LSU, Florida, Florida State, Miami. Um, wasn't at the time seen as a one and done guy, then kind of burst onto the scene. He's got, he's, it's six, eight, seven, one wingspan. Like I'm a Taylor Hendricks. I'm a big fan. Like it's there. Uh, shot looks good. He played against Reese Walker and he was every bit as good. Beat him off the dribble to the left side. Um, I don't think he knows how to play. That's not his fault. That's something that can be learned. Um, it, you know, I'm not sure he's got a bounce game. His hand handles pretty loose. Shot creation is pretty low. Probably all somewhat learnable. Everything on, on on Hendricks is probably learnable because they're everything else he has is not teachable, which is interesting. Um, and then Anthony Black, we've talked about just an awful lot. Like and just it's super interesting. Thirty percent three point shooter. Um, again, another great family. Like all of his parents were Division one athletes. He's super uh, elite athlete. It seems, though, frankly, I don't see him elevating all the time. 
Um, so I, I'm, you know, that's one I've been super interested in. We'll talk about that uh, as the show goes on. And then he has his starter all-star tool swing. So Derek Lively, Kobe Bufkin, Bilal Kulabai, Leonard Miller, talked about a little bit yesterday on the show for the everydayers. Kaysen Wallace, who I've liked a lot. Jalen Hood-Safino, I can see it. Does a lot of really good things. Grady Dick can certainly shoot it um, in a league that needs shooting. And those are his kind of main guys. It's just super, really well done. Those are his top 16 guys. Those are, according to Sam Vecini, who we would get somewhere between 9 and 16. Somebody in there. I think that's accurate. The only one... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't I don't see anyone that really is missing. That seems like in all likelihood. So really well done um, from Sam there on, on the big board. All right, let's get to kind of the questions, the summary of questions. Uh, first off, can the Jazz move up? That's the most common question I'm getting. I, I really don't think so. I haven't thought so from the beginning, and I think the latest reports in the news in the last few days tell us why. That to move up in this draft, you are going to have to – give up a Zion Williamson or a Bradley Beal. Like if Portland's going to trade number three, they're going to want either Brandon Ingram or Zion Williamson or the reports. And if Charlotte's going to give up somebody who want Bradley Beal, and those are the Carl Anthony Towns is being talked about. That's the level, but we just don't have that piece. The player, the teams that are willing to move right now at the top of the draft, all want to get better immediately. We don't have that asset. The assets that we have are the assets in which you can move down the road to get better. And we just don't have that. Um, And so I don't think, I think it's super unlikely that the Jazz are able to move up from the nine spot. However, as Raphael reported, I do think I could see the Jazz using a future pick, future asset, 28, 16, to try to, if they have someone they've really looked at at nine, that they don't take, that they really like. So maybe it is Keontae George, that they that they suddenly want to bump up to go get that player in the draft. I could really see that uh, taking place without, without much question. Um, and I think that one's a little bit more likely. I also, and we have the Lockdown NBA mock draft being released today. I think it has been released. Um, and I end up moving out of the 28th pick to help Brooklyn get out of tax issues. So I used 28 to get up to either 21 or 22 to draft a player that had dropped down the board. I had kind of decided I wasn't getting a certain player. I don't want to ruin the whole thing. Um, And I, I, by the way, have the most epic draft mock draft night as a general manager. I kill it. Like name me GM of the year with my performance in the mock draft. One, give him credit. I didn't think of it. He proposed it. Incredible trade with the Thunder. Got my guy at nine who, honestly, I wouldn't take now. I would take somebody else. Got a super exciting player at 16. And then moved up to go get another player. Like, Leave Tulane on tomorrow's show is going to do um, the uh, players that he wants uh, A plus for the, he and Richard Stamen of Locked On NBA Big Board are doing A plus for the Jazz. What is A plus for the Jazz? And let me tell you what, um, I A plus for the Jazz. You guys will have to listen to the Big Board, then text, send me notes, and let me know whether you uh, agree or not. 
Today's edition of Locked on Jazz is brought to you by Murdoch Hyundai, located in Logan, Linden, and at 4646 South State Street. Uh, appreciate all of you who've emailed me recently. We've got you set up with Kevin Krabs over at the Murray thing to give you the VIP lockdown experience. So if you're looking for a car, I can't suggest Hyundai enough. I own three of them now, so I'm pretty consistent with this. We bought two Santa Fe's and the Ionic 5, the electric car. Just remarkable. Uh, and then uh, you get the Murdoch treat, uh, customer service, which is amazing. 80 plus years of no regrets. Uh, I want to give you the VIP treatment as a lockdown every day or so. Email me first at dlock09 at gmail.com. I'll set you up directly with the salesperson. We'll give you the VIP treatment. You'll be taken care of as you arrive. Everything there for you. So let's do it. We're over at Murdoch Hyundai, located at 4646 South State Street, also located in Logan and in Linden. Make sure you uh, you know shop for the car, but make sure you take advantage and get the best deal you can get, and we'll take care of you with the VIP treatment at Murdoch Hyundai. Today's show is also brought to you by Bird Dogs. Oh, they are so great. It's cool. So Bird Dogs sent us two pairs of shorts, and I was not a Bird Dogs guy, and I actually kind of have a brand I really like um, a great deal. And these guys have just risen to the top for me of shorts I wear. Like casual, one of the pairs is kind of a casual pair um, that just fits great. And then the other one's more of an athletic short, but it actually, I could wear it golfing the other day because it looks great. It's got a fake fly. It looks so good. You go to birddogs.com slash lockdown NBA and get a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. It's birddogs.com lockdown NBA for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise. I, I'm, I just keep grabbing at them. I literally just keep, like I have a ton of shorts and these are the ones where the liners fit great. Materials super. They invent in cloud knit fabric that makes your uh, just like khaki and stretches so you look way slimmer. And, and, I, and I care about that. Let's be honest. I'll take that. I'm getting old. Anti-stink uh, sweat fabric that makes you cool and dry all day long. It's all Bird Dogs. Check out birddogs.com slash locked on NBA and get your free tumbler as well. Thanks so much for making Locked on Jazz your first listen of the day. I don't know if you saw it. But the it's official. Brian Bailey, jazz assistant, has now joined the uh, has now joined the staff of the Atlanta Hawks. Kind of knew this. Um, I'm good friends with Brian. He's one of my favorite people. Um, I've really just admire him uh, as a dad, as a person, as a coach. I think he's going to be a great coach. Should be an NBA co- head coach one day. So I will really miss him. Um, a great deal. All right. Uh, Steve Cly, former jazz assistant, you probably may not have known is also on that staff. Igor Kakashkov, Antonio Lang have all joined in uh, and joined that staff uh, as well of our old friends. Sanjay Lampkin, who you may have known if you watched our live things was on around a little bit. He's gone out to Atlanta to join that staff as well. Um, he was a Northwestern player, another rising coach. Uh, so good, fun, fun staff in Atlanta. We can go root for the Hawks. Uh, all year next year. All right. Final set of questions on my final show before the draft. What players do I like to back? So the player that I've watched that jumped out to me the most, not including Victor Webanyama and not including um, Brandon Miller or Scoot Henderson. I, I really do think Brandon Miller looks fabulous. Um, and Scoot's got incredible explosion. I, I have a hard time disputing this. Um, my, my guys I've liked the most. I do think Cam Whitmore looks terrific. Um, Probably if I had to take a player outside of the top three who I felt 
was most certain to have an impact, I think I would go Cam Whitmore right there. So for some reason, like Cam Whitmore were to slide, that's pretty exciting. I believe he worked out for the Jazz, um, which means there's some feeling on that. Um, re- he's really, really, really skilled. The next player that I truly liked the most was Kobe Bufkin. What I, I, I what I saw from Kobe Bufkin looked to me, and this is the big question I ask when I watch these plays. If you give them more, if you give them more, can they do more? Uh, when Kobe Bufkin got more, when their little point guard went out of the game, I thought he did more. When Kobe Bufkin had any type of space, I thought he was solid. I'm not sure he's entirely a full throttle point guard that you give him the ball all the time. Um, I do think, you know, he's, he's, I almost feel like he's being hurt for his poor freshman year, but I mean, this guy's 19 years old, doesn't turn 20 until September 21st. So I don't think he's like, I don't think that this, there's any reason for that. Um, And he was a McDonald's all American, a Jordan brand classic, he was a top 50 recruit. Like he played on a funky team with Jet Howard shooting all the time and Dickinson taking all the room in the middle. I really believe that at 6'4 with a 6'7 and a quarter wingspan and an 8'6 standing reach, like to me, this is the modern combo point guard of the NBA. You're moving it, multiple ball handlers. I like him a lot. Kobe Bufkin is the player that when I watched film, Jumped out to me, and I like the rest. Now, I have not seen Bilal Kulabai, so let me be clear on that. Um, I really do like a lot of Case and Wallace. I, there are moments where I wish he was a little more aggressive. I love the fact he's not addicted to the ball and he moves it, but at times I wish he would just go make a play, and that has me a little concerned on whether there's just a passivity to him that's just part of his personality. The fact that uh, Rafael Barlow told this incredible story about the fact he never shot for like a whole year of junior basketball um, in an interview makes me a little like, huh? Um, but watching Case and Wallace, I really liked it. And that's another one that I believe, if given more, will arrive to more. I think he has more to, to give. Um, and I think that's a really interesting one. Leonard Miller, I was super impressed with his effort and energy at a G league games that just look like they must be miserable to play. And he's not as fluid an athlete as Taylor Hendricks, who's super fluid. And I am a big fan of, Um, but I, there was a lot out of Leonard Miller in the G league setting that I was impressed by and liked um, and thought, you know, thought there was something too. Um, So we'll see. And then the last one, that I'll just throw out there again, his numbers were great, is Bryce Sensbaugh out of Ohio State. He's 6'6", 235. He's a little, he shot 41% from three. And as I watch Therese Walker and some of these other guys who I think are somewhat similar, I I like Sensbaugh's shot making better. So that's a, a thought for you. Uh, who? What do I think Danny Ainge will do in the draft? So if you look back at Danny Ainge's history in drafts, and it's hard. There's not actually a universal. I mean, Danny Ainge likes scorers, okay? So that would be the first thing. Terry Rogier is a good example. Um, Danny Ainge likes scorers. And I, I think that, like, that to me is a kind of a thread on 
on who Danny is and when you look at things. He likes offensive players. He believes the league is about getting to the rim and scoring of that nature. The other thing he really likes is positional size. Uh, Justin Zanuck talks about this all the time as well. So if you look kind of at who he's drafted in his lifetime, they usually have some positional size. The other third thing I would say on him, if you kind of look back over the years, you know, Neesmith was an unbelievable shooter. Peyton Pritchard actually had great numbers, was a pretty good shooter. Romeo Langford, he he actually, I think, I, he didn't have great numbers. He kind of pushed on that hasn't panned out. Grant Williams was a Jerese Walker type. Like, moved the ball, played smart, late pick. Robert Williams, incredible positional size. Jason Tatum, positional size. Semi Ojale was positional size, didn't pan out. Jalen Brown. There's Terry's here, Marcus Smart. Um, so I think when you look at what Danny's going to do, I would suspect somebody with positional size, almost all these guys do actually in this draft. There's a very good positional size draft. It's what makes everyone so excited about it, I think. But I also think he wants players who can, who can shoot it uh, and can score or get to the rim um, and shoot it. The Terry Rozier types, Donovan Mitchell types, those kind of, those kind of players. Um, Along the way. All right. We're going to review the numbers. Which players have me most intriguing? What should the Jazz draft strategy be? And then hopefully I, pr- I keep promising some John Hollinger stuff. So I want to make sure that we do get to that uh, before we're done. Today's show is brought to you in part by good friends. I don't know if they're good friends. Like, I mean, a good sponsor, fun people, great product. How's that? Let's not call them good friends because I don't actually know them, but they are the Game Time app. And what Game Time does for you is answers the bell when it comes to getting tickets to big events. So that would make them a friend if they help you with that. And they do it, in my mind, answering all the questions um, about game time uh, that are about ticket buying that I would want. So one I always hate is like, if you're using one of these companies, like, is the other company better? Do I have to like download four apps and look? Well, game time gives you the guarantee. That's great. Game time means you get the best price. If you find tickets a row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Okay, the second question is like, do I actually have good tickets? Can I actually see? Is there something funky about this arena? I've never been there before. So game time has images of seats. And the third one is then the hassle of like finding your seats and getting, figuring out where they are. Well, they're set directly to your phone so you don't have to dig through your email. So really to me, game time answers all the questions of what you need in the ticket buying process. So download the game time app, create an account, use the code LOCKDOWNMBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. But again, create an account, redeem your code LOCKDOWNMBA for $20 off. Download the game time app. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Thanks so much for making Locked on Jazz your first listen of the day. Leaf Tulene will be taking over the show this week. He is Locked on NBA big board draft expert. He should be great. I will be listening every day um, from wherever I might be. What players do I think are most intriguing? The two players that are most intriguing to me in the top 10 of this draft and now I watched him again last night, so I actually am now even more intrigued, are Jerese Walker and Anthony Black. So Walker's an incredible passer. Walker, this actually is what kind of makes me hesitant. Walker feels like he could be Draymond Greenish, But nobody's ever been Draymond Green. Which makes me nervous when you go take like a player and you comp him to like a Hall of Fame all-time player. Um, his offensive skills are as limited as Draymond Green's at times. Um, his passing is really instinctually amazing. 
His defense is really good, but boy, I have a hard time figuring out whether it translates on the collegiate game. Like he's just around the rim a lot. He makes a bunch of plays. He's around guys because the spacing's terrible. He's pretty active out on the on the pick and roll. I mean, super at it, but he's playing like Northern Florida. And just some of that stuff's so different when you're playing NBA players. Houston played with this just kind of tenacious, unbelievable uh, electricity and overwhelm people. Uh, uh, that's not happening. Um, here's the weird thing about what a great passer he is. He averaged like one and a half assists a game. I seriously thought the number was going to be four or five. The other one on him is he plays defense like he's this incredible athlete bouncing around long. Six, he's six, seven without shoes, seven, two wingspan, super exciting. I didn't see him elevate a great deal. One time he went up, he didn't actually finish it. And then against Taylor Hendricks, I didn't think he had as good a defensive game. So I'm super intrigued there. The player that has me the most intrigued and is the most talked about going to the Utah Jazz is Anthony Black. Shot 30% from three. He's six, six. He does pass it. Another one who passes it great. You're, you're really kind of finding out a little bit of my bias, right? Like he passes it great. He's at at six six. He's able to see over the defense and make plays. Um, another one who I didn't always think was able to get up when he needed to on the drive off one foot and elevate the way I would want to. Um, I did think he read it, the game really really well. Pass well. I don't think he's going to be able to shoot. And I don't. If you can't shoot, I didn't see you be able to play in the playoffs. Um, and you know, on the other end, if he learns that jump shot, then he's six six. And he can see the floor and he can handle. I didn't see him turn corners and attack the rim. Like when I hear about him on Thompson and like he's a John Moran, like there's, I didn't see any of that. Now collegiate game sucks. So it's super hard to be able to tell that. But I did. When I saw Anthony Black, I saw reading. I saw height. I saw passing. I saw length defensively, though I didn't think he was a great defensively. I thought he was wild on his closeouts um, at times. I thought he was super long and impactful. But again, that's kind of the same thing I just said about Therese Walker. It's hard for me to tell. I'm not good enough to tell whether or not that's a player that can just do that everywhere. So um, anyway, uh, those are the two most intriguing prospects to me that I'll be watching and then try to learn from to get better at watching college players. Should the Jazz wait for a point guard till the 16th and get a wing first? We need talent. We need talent. We might have three pieces um, right now that we know are going to be with us. We just need talent. So if there's a player on the board at nine who we think is the best player, we should take him. Now, the point guard thing is real. There, If you go look at John Hollinger in the athletic, his point guards in the free agency, they, they don't exist. Like this is why I keep talking about Jalen Suggs. Is there just are not point guards available right now uh, in this draft. I, I don't think you want to go spend a huge amount of money on – um, Fred Van Vliet. Um, everyone, I you might, I mean, Kyrie is your number one point guard. I don't think we're doing that. Van Vliet's number two. I'm not sure I'm doing that. D'Angelo Russell, I would pass on. Trey Jones, who he's six one and shoots twenty seven percent from three, and suddenly is supposed to be worth twenty million. Wow, we're not doing Russell. I don't think we're doing Dennis Schroeder. Javon Carter's interesting, but now that's just like, I mean. Okay, point guard's really an issue. The problem also is, though, I don't know that, like, Javon Carter, Dennis Smith Jr., and Gabe Vincent are, like, the next point guards on John Hollinger's list and Aaron Holiday. Like, Aaron Holiday fell out of a rotation this year. So, 
I don't know what we're doing for a point guard next year unless we're able which we go with Talon. And I thought it was super interesting that John Hollinger put Talon Horton Tucker, I think, in his small forwards uh, listing of free agents. Right? Like, that to me was Talon Horton Tucker is listed as a mid-level exception guy at $14 million value as a small forward. So there is an urgency to get a point guard. I don't know that we really want our starting point guard to be a 20-year-old kid either. That's hard to win that way. It's good learning. If it's not overwhelming, you could overdip the Oreo cookie at that point. Um, but it is – I do think we have to – we need to have some – it would be nice to have that piece, and this is a deep point guard draft. Or at least that guard draft. If I had to put my list on those, on that order, I was trying to do this tonight. I, I, it's an interesting question. I don't, it was going to be one of the questions I kind of answered. Like if I listed the guards, so Buffkin's my top one. But it's really like Anthony Black, we've talked about. Nick Smith, I, I'm actually pretty intrigued by Nick Smith. I'd have to figure out whether or not some of the lack of lift was the knee injury last year and, and go back and watch his high school stuff, which I don't have access to. Um, Keontae George to me reminds me of Jared Bayless who was a nice NBA player but that, I'm not sure that's a starting point guard um, so you know where you know is, is Kulabai big enough and long enough positional size that that's suddenly where you're going with that it's kind of an interesting question um, did I have any mock draft I kind of told you about that comes out today uh, if you drop to 16 and wait Casey Wallace, who I think is totally viable, probably Casey Wallace looks to me like if you had to start one of these guys at 19 years old, 20 years old as your point guard, Casey Wallace is the one, particularly for the way the Jazz play. Kobe Bufkin to me has the most upside, might not be ready to be a point guard. Nick Smith, super interesting to me. Anthony Black, Keontae George. Cool, but I just haven't watched enough. Long, French, intriguing um, on that. The um, Am I forgetting anyone? I don't think so. Uh, I think the other one that you – that you look at on this or the other thing you look at on this is, you know, is there, I, I actually think there might be as viable an option at 16 as a wing as there is for a guard. Now a sewer Thompson drops, you know, I do think someone's going to drop. I, I feel like somebody, no, it's just, doesn't feel like everyone's going to go chalk here. Someone's going to drop. And then that's going to be the question. Like Sam has a sewer Thompson at nine. And do you go do that? Um, the, I do think Kobe Bufkin are all off the board at that case and Wallace, Keontae George are probably off at 16. So now you're into a Jalen Hood Safino might be there. Who's a really good point guard, has a good mid range game. Didn't get on top of the cup a great deal, heavy legs, um, six, four legit strong, big. Don't know about defensive versus uh, movement side to side with his heavy legs. Didn't see him get on the rim much. Did play with an incredible rolling big last year and had four or five college assists a game, which is there. But he's not athletically impressive at all. Um, and so a little, you know, below average athlete who's learned how to play. Now, you know, there are guys like Brandon Roy who are probably below average athlete who learned their hesitation game. And actually, when you get in space in the NBA, maybe you need a little less of that. Um, his Three-point shooting was was not particularly good this year. I think he just made 30% of his three-point shooting. Um, but he did have a nice pull-up long two game, which, uh, you know, mm. um, so, 
And I actually, one thing I noticed on him a little bit watching is I thought his misses were all over the place. And Ron Boone's always told me to keep an eye on that. You know, one player we've just stopped talking about, and I'm not sure we should have, is Grady Dick. Like Grady Dick is a pretty nice player. I wish he was a little stronger, but that just comes with being 19 years old. All right, John Hollinger has done his free agent breakdowns at The Athletic. Here's what he wrote about Talon. I thought this was interesting. The question of Talon Horton Tucker is still open-ended as it was when he was a free agent with the Lakers. One, on one hand, he's a young, unrestricted free agent on the market, youngest unrestricted free agent on the market if he opts out of his deal. Seven-foot wingspan, point guard's handle, obvious potential for him to be a high-volume shot creator. On the other, shot creator only helps if the shots go in, and that's a lingering problem. Horton Tucker still can't shoot. 29% from three last year, 28% for his career, which undermines the rest of his package off the dribble since defenders can go under on every screen. While he has a decent touch on runners and floaters, he also doesn't have the blast off first step that can get him to the rim easily. And as a result, he doesn't generate a ton of chances at the rim. The net result was 51% true shooting mark on the heels of a 50% in 21-22, a high usage option that can't be this inefficient. So what's the market for a player like that? board, which is Hollinger's number thing, is optimistic. There's enough upside here to make him worth mid-level money, but I might hedge my bets more strongly. The Jazz have a clean cap. Might be tempted to the idea of locking him up long-term, especially if they can front-load the money, but it might not be the worst thing if Horton Tucker opts in and they get another year of information or year. The thing that's interesting on this is small forwards is the next one after Horton Tucker is is, is Matisse Thibel, who was out of the rotation in Philly, and then Kelly Oubre, and then Jalen McDaniels, who was out of the Rotation in both Charlotte and Philly last year at times. So there just aren't, the free agent market is just not one that's kind of making you jump up and down with excitement. Uh, Hollinger broke down the power forwards today. And that group is uh, Miles Bridges, who's had horrendous charges against him. Cam Johnson, Brooklyn, who's restricted. Draymond Green, PJ Washington, who's restricted. Jeremy Grant in Portland, Harrison Barnes in Sacramento, Grant Williams, who I think is interesting if you're the Jazz. I think Grant Williams and with the Danny tie, that one would not surprise me at all if we don't get involved in that. Kyle Kuzma, uh, then Jay Crowder, and it falls off. Jay Crowder, Kevin Love. So it falls off right at that point. All right, Leaf Tulane's going to take you home. It's been a great pleasure. Thank you. I'll be back. Um, I will. I'm taking all my stuff on the trip. So I'll be popping in with either a shorts or thoughts or maybe a three minute show here or a five minute show here. I don't think I'm doing thirties. I don't think I'm doing the whole board. He's doing that, but I'm not going to totally disappear here. Um, if there's news and notes, I might comment on the YouTube community board. Um, so I'm not totally disappearing. And last trip I did this one. I'm not, I uh, hope you're great. Thanks so much for all you do for us. we greatly appreciate you. It is locked on jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah jazz. Thanks so much for tuning in. I greatly appreciate you.